0: Part 1 Preface When a man has attained to any degree of note or notoriety, he becomes afflicted by the itch to write his autobiography. I question whether the months of labor involved in carrying out such a task are often justified by the result, unless we regard as that result the mere satisfaction achieved by the autobiographer in writing continuously about himself to the extent of some seventy thousand words. So few of these autobiographers have anything of interest to say, apart from the more or less technical interest attached to the narration of the steps and line of conduct which led the subject to eminence. It is true that certain autobiographers may mildly amuse us by retailing the witty thing Sir Herbert Tree, or some such famous person, said to the autobiographer, and so forth or it may pander to our love of scandal by vilifying the autobiographer's contemporaries. But, on the whole, I feel that the frame of mind in which the autobiographer sets about his thankless task is the frame of mind in which the club bore buttonholes me and tells me of the wonderful things he has done, the witty things he has said, and what a clever fellow I must understand him to be. Why, then, am I setting to work, at the age of nearly sixty-nine, to write my autobiography? Mainly, I think, because I have been nursing an exciting secret for forty years. I have had to guard that secret during my lifetime, but there is a certain satisfaction in feeling that I can arrange for its disclosure after my death and there have been so many speculations regarding the identity and motives of Jack the Ripper, that I feel it to be almost a duty, finally and definitely, to put those questions to rest. And I may also be influenced by another matter. In several of the numerous articles which have appeared from time to time, Jack the Ripper has been dogmatically described as a homicidal maniac. This statement has been made so often, in fact, that its truth seems now to be almost universally assumed. I recently observed an article in a popular encyclopedia which refers to Jack the Ripper, a homicidal maniac who... etc. It may be that I grow touchy as the years increase, but I must admit that statements of this nature tend to irritate me. The fact of this matter is that the writers of articles on Jack the Ripper, and I have heard that a story about him need never remain unsold, have either too much imagination or no imagination at all. In the former category are those who weave theories of extraordinary ingenuity. In the second are those who, being unable to apprehend any human actions which depart from their own standard of smug normality, fall back upon the old phrase, a homicidal maniac. Forty years have elapsed since a mention of Jack the Ripper was sufficient to cause a shudder, not only in the East End of London, but in all parts of this country. A shudder based not altogether upon a horror of murder, as it is technically called, for many murders have been committed which have aroused no more than a rather pleasant excitement, but based more upon a shrinking awe of the unknown. For J.R., was not only a killer. He was a mysterious and bizarre killer. And in his efficiency, though I say it myself, his ubiquity, and yet his uncanny invisibility, he appeared to the popular imagination to embody in his unseen personality the attributes of a ghoul. From my own recollection of the period, I am able to say that, incredible as it may now seem, J.R. was actually regarded as a supernatural being by the less enlightened members of the community. Now, when a personality takes on this apocryphal aspect, it is very difficult for the ordinary, unimaginative person to conceive of him as a human man, who was born, eats, loves, and laces his boots. He cannot realize that that being— Has his thoughts and feelings, and his own personal perception of the universe. Being incomprehensible, the unknown must be a maniac. And so it may come as a surprise to some that.